0: Hey guys, how are we? I hope you're well. I'm actually quite excited for this episode because it's a little bit different to my normal ones. You know, normally I do more of like self-awareness stuff and this week is more like fitness-based because I was kind of thinking like, okay, what has been main topics of like my last week or so? And like my life's quite stable at the moment, which is really quite nice. And I've basically had my head all in the world of like fitness stuff and i've been doing a lot of research lately and just listening to loads of podcasts youtube videos and it's just been a really fun kind of like week and i've also like really like i put a lot of effort into my training last week and so i kind of feel really inspired and so it makes sense that like i come and talk to you about that stuff um so yeah i want to just like literally run through things that i've learned recently or like really established and it might help you. um, I would say like there's gonna be a majority about running. So I'm just gonna go into it. Now, one of the main things that I wanna share is how kind of important it is to have varied types of training sessions within your running sessions. Now, when I say this, I obviously, I am the queen of working out because you want to. And so let's say you run and you're very happy with your routine, you just go on little runs cause you enjoy it, you don't put your watch on, like you just do your stuff, continue doing you, honestly. But you may also learn a few things while I'm talking about things, even if you don't wanna like do a race or let's say find like major improvement, there might be a few things that you're like, okay, that's interesting. Cause I talk about like injury prevention and stuff as well, which, you know, so even if, you're not trying to be a better runner in terms of like, you know, major physical improvements. You're at least like helping your body where you can. And I think what happens with quite a few people when they're in their running journey is that they almost do this medium level of running all the time instead of having easy runs, speed work, like all of these different varied types of paces and workouts. Now, what happens is basically, if you run at the same pace, like this like moderately difficult medium, um, you know, potentially pushing yourself on each run, it can lead to injuries because the same stresses and intensities are placed on the body. So you are landing on the same part of your foot, your you're kind of running style is the exact same. And so you are like continuously almost, let's say you're hitting your ankle or your foot the same place every time you run over time, that's gonna cause like, you know, muscle skeletal injuries and stresses, you know, like stress fractures potentially. Whereas what happens is, is when you vary the paces, you're actually gonna vary the strides because when you run slow, you have a different technique to when you run fast. And so mixing up your training is gonna allow you to almost, almost imagine it as like, tapping into different muscles and and different foot placements. And so you're actually using your body differently. And so you're basically gonna have less stress on the body. Now, the first thing I'm gonna go into is the easy runs because that has been the main focus of my last week because basically I've been running for like over a year now um, and it has not been consistent. Let me tell you that, like there has been times where I was training for a marathon, like that's how my running journey started after the marathon i didn't run for like two three months and then i started running again and then i probably had like after i did a half marathon there's probably like a month gap then there's been week gaps like there's been lots of gaps so it's not the fact that i've actually like been on the roll for a year it's just that like i started running like a year ago over a year ago um and I've been taught, I was told this right at the beginning. I remember with my ex-boyfriend, we used to run together, like he used to tell me it and I just didn't really like process it. And it is the importance of running your easy runs easy, what that actually means and how it helps you. Because whenever I saw easy run on like a running plan, I was like, okay, I'll just like, it's thanks for giving me no pressure, but I'll I'll push myself or I'll, I'll just do what feels good and I'll get on the run and I'll go quicker and quicker and then I'll get tired and then all of that. But basically your heart rate obviously gets higher as you go more intense like into exercise. So the faster you run, the faster your heart rate will go and it's all specific to your fitness level. So for you, let's say if you've just started running, you may do a really slow jog and your heart rate might be through the roof Whereas a professional athlete could run at the same pace and their heart rate will be so much lower because their heart is fitter, their cardiovascular system is fitter. And so it is like specific to you. Um, but there is like general, there's general ranges, if that makes sense. Anyways, there's different zones that your heart rate fall into. And what I've learned recently is a lot about heart rate zone two. I think it's zone two heart rate category I don't know and it's basic like there are different calculations online and they aren't like too specific because there is like sometimes you have to like go into a lab and get tested but we're not going to do that are we now what I did was 220 minus your age and then times it by 0.6 and then do 220 minus your age times by 0.7. So that's basically the 60 to 70% zone. Basically what that means is the top end of my zone two is about 140 beats per minute. I think 143, 144, 145 is also good. And so now that I know what the limit is of my zone two, when I go on my runs, I basically am playing a little game with myself of let's not allow your heart rate to go higher. So I'm not setting foot onto my runs going okay i need to run a certain pace or i need to make sure i don't stop running or like if i go up a hill i still need to run it i don't care how fast i'm running or whether i need to stop or whether i need to walk i basically don't want my heart rate tracker to tell me that it goes above a certain number now it is known that wrist trackers are not the most accurate thing but reality is that's what we're going to be using I'm thinking about getting a chest like heart rate thing. But what I'm saying is we don't need to get too pedantic. Like don't stress about the details. And so using your wristwatch is absolutely fine. Now, if you don't have a watch, that's also absolutely fine. Most of the time you can actually get quite intuitive with yourself and understand what an easy pace is. It should literally not feel any stress on your body. Like you are doing a slow jog and you don't wanna necessarily just be like really slow cadence, which basically means steps you take per minute um you don't want to be like really slow footed you still want to keep up a nice little you know swing of things and not plodding along but it doesn't mean that you have to go fast it just means you know keep moving your feet don't just do like a slow like one step two step you know what I mean anyways I have been doing more time in zone two now there's a lot of benefits that I'm going to explain that are in zone two and why I do it but can I just say that I can't believe I knew this for a year, yet I guess I guess it was just because I was not educated. You know, when someone tells you something, if you don't really understand why, you're less likely to do it. Like, even for me, if I'm gonna start taking my greens more regularly, the way that I do that is by really understanding what it does for me, because I am the type of person that gets excited by benefits. Like, if I know that sunlight benefits me, I'm gonna be in the sunlight more, even if I like it and et cetera. But like, let's say a cold shower, if I know it benefits me, I'm gonna do it more. And if I know the benefits and understand the benefits, I get way more excited and passionate, which is why I also go down these like research holes. Cause I'm like, I wanna know every detail so that I can know why I'm doing it. But yeah, like the running has been so fun and refreshing because I realized that I wasn't looking forward to every run and I don't think that's the way that like running should be. And the fact that I'm like, purposely being told to go slow like it's the rule and not the fact that like I'm not putting the effort in I think really comforts me and I think most of us have this um kind of perception that no but like if I run fast every run like as best I can that's when I'm gonna get the improvements because I'm pushing my body but that is actually not true and I think that's definitely why when I was from the ages of 15 to maybe even 14 to 17, when I would like an 18 and 19, when I would do a 5K, like I wouldn't really run too much, but if I was running every single run, I pushed myself. And especially when I did 5Ks, I could never get under the 30 minute mark. No matter, even when I had lost all, like loads of weight guys um, three years ago at the beginning of my Anarch Fitness accounts, it doesn't matter how much weight I lost, I literally could not go faster. And I think I maybe got like, yeah, like literally 30 minutes again. And it was because I was pushing myself in every single run. We need, I really struggle to say the word variety. No, I've got that. We need variety in our workouts. Now, let me explain zone two and why it helps us. Now, I am not professional so when I say these facts please just take it to your understanding and let's say you've got a higher knowledge than me you may be like well okay but but in terms of like a basic understanding I feel like I've got a good little grasp of it. Um, Also if you're doing like an A level exam or a university don't quote me on anything like make sure you get your the facts are right let's just say that but don't quote me in an exam you know like lactate levels so you know when your muscles get sore and we throw around the word like oh like lactic acid and stuff like it's in our muscles and makes us sore and so when we're doing like a sprint or a faster run or even just pushing ourselves in a run our lactate levels are rising and so it makes the muscle fatigued right so you get sore or you get well sore is normally the next day but while you're in the run when you're running fast you will get fatigued and you'll slow down and that's what happens. Like you know, when you run, and you let's say you're going really fast for a bit, and then suddenly it's like it hits you. That's like increase in lactate levels. What Zone Two does is it targets the heart rate zone that doesn't inc- like that doesn't put your lactate levels through the roof. And so basically, what it does is it delays fatigue. So they're putting you in a zone that you can actually go for for longer because they don't want you to reach the lactate. We, we we don't want to get fatigued in these easy run sessions. You know, leave that for the speed work, leave that for the faster sessions. But in these sessions, the aim is to not reach that. And I know some people will have this idea that no, but I need to feel tired or by the, like I need to feel really tired by the end of my running session to feel like I've made improvements, but actually you have to run slow to run fast. And you've got to have like a, more than half it's supposed to be of your running sessions as easy runs and trust me you will feel like you've had a workout in terms of you'll feel good you'll feel the endorphins you'll feel a sweat but you won't feel broken and that's not the aim you're you're, it's almost think of it as like a warm-up run that just keeps going right you're in this nice easy pace but you keep going and you keep going so number one is that it basically prevents you going into like your lactate threshold I think that's the right term in terms of what I'm talking about and delays the fatigue. The next thing that it does is it increases the size and number of mitochondria. Now mitochondria are basically like what gives you energy, like it's the powerhouse of the cell. So easy runs and zone two increases size and number right so imagine a lot more mitochondria in the cell so if you had a circle just imagine loads of little sprinkles like you're adding more sprinkles okay now what intense workout does is it increases the efficiency of the singular mitochondria so it makes them essentially bigger more powerful so imagine the sprinkles growing in size but you're not adding more so that's why we need both types of you know running training because we don't want to just do intense ones all the time and building up these kind of like mitochondria to be bigger and stronger. We also want more of them. So then we need to do the zone two exercise to sprinkle more sprinkles on and then do the intense work to make those sprinkles that we've added stronger. I really do hope it's made sense. And so basically zone two makes you fitter because the more mitochondria you have, the more energy you're gonna have, like to keep going. It basically makes you fitter. Now, the next thing I wanna talk about is I've already kind of mentioned it, but it's using your easy days properly so that you can train harder on the hard days. I never really like thought of this properly. I just assumed if I did all the runs on my running plan and I just hit them, then happy days. But I didn't realize that if I do, let's say there's an eight kilometer easy run on Monday. If I do that properly and I do it at an easy pace for eight kilometers then on the Wednesday when I have an interval session, I will genuinely have more energy to put into that session. And basically when you push your limits in a session, you make fitness progression, okay? But if let's say the eight kilometer run I had on Monday and I pushed 50% harder and I went into another zone, when it came to Wednesday on my interval session, my body will have less energy because I used more on Monday. It's just how it works, right? Your body hasn't fully recovered. And so then you go into your interval session and you don't work, let's say you work 20% less than your last one, right? So you did all of that, you you pushed more on your easy run day. What, so you can do 20% less on interval day when really we wanna do more, we wanna go faster because again, those the, the harder you push yourself in those speed workouts, the benefits are going to come from that, but they can only come from that if you take your easy days properly. It's it's mind boggling. I didn't think about it. Whereas you know, it goes back to that thing that I said at the beginning. If you're taking all your runs as this like mid intensity and they're all kind of merging into one because you don't have that much energy on your interval slash tempo day because you're not running like you're working hard on the other days, it's, it's going to all be affected. Now, while I kind of talk about this stuff, I can understand that if you're a beginner runner, you'd be like, what is tempo? What is interval? Like, what is this stuff? Don't be scared. I am i basically don't make my own running plans. I completely rely, I'll, I'll be honest, on the app Runner. R-U-N-N-A. Um, it's on the app store. And this is not actually an ad. Like, this is just how much I love the app. You can basically type in like, okay I do my 5k in this time train me for a 10k in two months and it will give you the exact paces and runs like I don't think about what I have to do it just like this week it will say you've got an eight kilometer easy run a 16 kilometer long run and a nine kilometer intervals and it will give you all the paces every single thing like guys I love the business so much that I actually own part of it which is pretty cool um because i've always wanted to like invest in things but investing in something that you generally love is just so cool um and i do actually have a code anna which gives you um a two-week free trial so you can just test out whether you like it but the reason why i wanted to plug that in there was because i'm talking about these terms i'm talking about all these different types of run days i don't want you to feel overwhelmed and that you have to structure that because even i wouldn't know how to put like like if you told me anna uh you've got a like a half marathon or a 10k race in two months, I'm not gonna give you a running plan, just train. I would completely botch it up. Like, uh, like I just would, I've, I would overtrain, I would undertrain, I wouldn't hit the right paces, maybe all my runs would turn into one, it, just a whole load of stuff. And so I do wanna give you that opportunity to be able to like, you know, I'm talking about all this stuff, runner Daphne has provided me with so much like education about running too. Now, I thought about this the other day, and obviously I, since the beginning I got runner for free because I have a fitness account they noticed me and they said we'll give it you for free so I'll be completely honest I don't pay for it now I have invested in the company, so that's a different conversation but I was thinking about to myself okay what if you were just regular job regular everything why would you buy runner like why would I need to buy it do you know what I mean because right now I get it free but why would you actually buy it there'd be two reasons why I would get a specialized running plan app or like thing. Bearing in mind this is coming from a girl who does not follow a single gym plan. Like I don't like gym plans, I don't wanna do that. With running, I do think it's kind of different. There are two reasons. One, if I book into a race and I've committed something to myself and I'm potentially gonna put my body through a hard thing like, okay, I'm gonna book a half marathon or a 10 kilometer or even a five kilometer race. If I've booked and committed that to myself, I have to commit to the training and I want to support my body in that mission. And so like, I don't think I would book a race and then be like, oh, I'm not gonna get runner. Like, no, like if I've decided to book a race, I'm gonna have to put a little bit of money to to be supported in that journey and to know how to train and to train well. So that would be one reason if I'm doing a race. Now, what if I'm not doing a race? Like, what if I'm just a runner and I'm just trying to whatever? The other reason why I would get an app is if I had a passion to improve. If you're using running as just like a little mental health moment, you go on your little your little run, it might be 10 minutes, it might be 15 minutes, it might even be an hour, but you are just listening to music and you're vibing, you maybe don't need an app, you don't, if, if that's where it is. But if I had a burning desire to, you know what? I wanna improve. I wanna be, be a little bit faster. I wanna be fitter then I would get the app because you can go on little runs, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna make the improvement. You know, what I've kind of explained is that you need that variety, you need the speed, you need the thing, but I'm not saying either one is wrong. Like if you're just running for you, amazing. Like I literally had, I think a couple of months ago, I had a really nice routine of just like going on like one kilometer or two kilometer. Actually, I think it was like 2K runs. Um, So literally like 10, 12 minutes um, and, I loved it. And at that point in my life, like it's what suited me. And I'll be honest, I didn't use the runner app much then because I wanted to do my own thing. But currently like it is like helped me so much. And so that would be my two reasons. If I'm doing a race or if I want to see actual improvements, again, nothing wrong with not wanting to have crazy improvements. There are, remember that our journeys are so individual and that even if you hear me today be really like, like motivating or like, you know, I'm really excited about running at the moment and just everything that like, guys remember that I've gone through certain times in my life that haven't always been like this. And I think they were needed for me to be able to be actually excited about running and doing it for the right reasons and not the wrong reasons. And to know that you need to like tune into where you are in your journey if you've just come out of recovery, you know, you can listen to what I'm saying, but don't be like, right, I need to go start running. I need to do Anna says. I need to go train three times a week. I need to do speed work. I need-. No, 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 no. Girl, back then I had to like take myself on gentle walks and do a little bit of yoga. I've been through my processes. I've had times where I didn't go to the gym for six months. I had times where I didn't run at all. I had times where I just went to yoga. Like there's been so many different like, Um, sections of my journey and there will be like, you'll have that too. And I think it's good to know that, you know, it will help when let's say you're comparing yourself to your friend or something and you're like, oh, they're working out more than me or they're running or they're training for a marathon and I'm not like, guys, we are all in our individual journeys and you know what's best for you. And what is best for you is being kind to you. So if you are running and you can't be kind to yourself, I don't think you're ready to run. Like, I'll be honest. Like, like you know, do some more of the personal work to bring love to yourself and be kind to yourself and then be like, okay, I feel like I can start running now because I'm not running because I hate my body and I need to change it, but I'm running because it feels nice to breathe in the fresh air, look at the sun, sunlight and feel somewhat athletic. Do you know what I mean? So I just wanted to put that out there. But I've genuinely like, enjoyed myself so much more. I think the fact that, let so I run three times a week on my running plan. So I have one long run, one easy run, and one speed work. And easy run is what I've described as zone two. Long run, sometimes it says run at a comfortable pace. Sometimes it tells me to run faster. So it depends whether that's a easy run or not. but. Within those three runs, I used to see them all as like, right, I've got to run. I felt a bit, well, obviously you've got to run, but like I felt some sort of pressure towards it. I felt like I had to perform. So I found myself almost dreading each workout because I was like, oh, I've got to do this. Like I've got, I've got to do this to someone else's expectation or not someone else's expectation, but like I've got to do it to a certain pace or speed. Since dividing up my runs a bit more, my easy runs are actually so enjoyable they are chill they make me feel so alive I come away from it feeling like fresh and awake and obviously my legs are warm and I'm like okay I've ran but I'm ready to like go off to the coffee shop and do my thing whereas like you know when you do like a hard long run and you're just dead and you're like I need to go to bed and like sit on the sofa or whatever or like if I do a tempo session like I literally want dinner and I want to go to bed and so now that I've almost eased the pressure on some of my runs, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward more to my faster runs too now because I haven't got this pressure. You know, sometimes a speed work run can be hard, but because I'm not feeling it any other time in the week, I'm going, right, Anna, yes, it will be hard, but is this not what it's about? once a week to put yourself through something a little bit harder, to push yourself, to hit paces that you don't think you can do. Like, I like to repeat myself, repeat to myself, when you think you can't, show yourself you can. And obviously doing it with a kind element to it and not doing it in every single situation of your life, but things like a speed work once a week, it's like, right, let's push ourselves here. And I think what was such an amazing growth moment when I was doing a run last week and it was a tempo run. And I won't lie, I was tired of my day and wasn't really looking forward to it too much. I was kind of procrastinating a little bit of leaving. I didn't feel very energized even though I was packing in the food all day. Like I was like, okay, hey, why is nothing like making me feel energized? And then it was literally like about to like, like the sun was about to set and I was like, come on girl, you can do it. I went out. As soon as I started running, I started loving it. And the paces were hard for me. It was like a 455 kilometer um, pace for like three kilometers. So, so it was like two kilometer warm up, or like 1.5. And then it was a three kilometers at basically a faster pace for me. I got like a 500 meter break and then I had to do it again, another 3K. So it was basically 6K at this pace that was actually quite fast for me. And literally during it, I was like, oh no. Like I was starting to have those almost thoughts of saying like, you can't, you can't do it. And then this voice inside of me was just like, you can do it, I believe in you. Like you won't give up. You've got this, you're so strong. I'm so proud of you. And it was fueling my run. I found it easier, I went faster when I was saying really, really positive stuff to myself. It was actually such a romantic moment. Like the sun had set, it was like dark-ish, but still like a light sky. And I had the road to myself and I was running this fast pace. My heart felt like it was dying. Like everything in my body was like, I could stop right now, but the voice inside my head was like, I'm so proud of you, I'm so proud of you, I'm so proud of you. And like, I did the whole session and I was like, oh my God, like previous versions of myself would have been like, you can't do this. Or even if I had pushed myself to keep going, I would have maybe had a negative voice. Like, don't give up. You're so like, why are you like this? Or like, come on, you have to do it. Like, you have to do this instead of like, you can do this. And most of the time I would stop too, because I was listening to this podcast and it was so true and it was saying that you know doing stuff by yourself is actually the hardest. You know, you can train at the gym when people are like potentially watching you or not watching you, but you're like okay, I can't give up because they're there. You run by yourself on a street at a hard pace because your watch tells you to. Who's there to catch you if you don't and there's been several times in my journey where like I'll be running and I'll be like, oh, I can't quite do it. and No one's looking. I'll just stop. Which, you know, it's all good listening to your body. Don't get me wrong. Like I am always going to be like preaching that. But when it's that once a week speed work session and I'm turning up for myself, I was there and I was like, I'm not going to give up on myself. Like, like it's harder, but it's so much more rewarding because you're not like giving yourself excuses, like you're actually pushing and you're doing it. And it was just amazing, it was so nice. Um, and so yeah, that was like a moment of growth, just like speaking like kinder to myself and realizing that's uh, that actually fuels me more than negativity. And I know, you know, years ago, uh, negativity would have fueled me when I was younger, you know, it would hurt me, but it, would, it, it fuels you if you're harsher to yourself. And I think a lot of people think that, you know, be mean to yourself, rather kind to yourself, but really, be kind to yourself. And at the beginning of your journey, that might look like taking more rest days, um, not exercising too much, but eventually when you get back to your, you know, yourself and whatever you like to do, being kind to yourself will be being kind to yourself within a hard session. Do you know what I mean? Like it really does vary. A thing that zone two running training teaches you is to really drop your ego while you run. Because I think a lot of people are scared of people seeing them if they slow down, if they stop, if they start walking. Like, you know when you're running and you're like, I need to stop but I'm gonna wait till that person passes me and then I'll stop. That's almost like, you know, you don't wanna be seen slowing down. With zone two training because you are going by how it feels and what your heart rate is. Let's say I'm in a run, I'm on a zone two run and I start going up a hill and I'm running and my heart rate goes to 145. Because I'm going up a hill and your heart rate will always get higher if you go up a hill. Now, previously what I would have done is kept at that pace, even if it was slow, but I would have kept going, kept going all the way up the hill so no one could see me stop. But what happens is, is if you keep going, your heart rate will just shoot up. If you're like, depending on like your fitness level, but if you're fit, if you're already at, let's say 145, like for me, and I'm only at the beginning of the hill, by the time I'm at the top, I'm going to be a 170. And so... I was doing this the other day and I looked at my watch and I was like, okay, I've hit my cap. So I need to slow down. So I started walking and my heart rate stayed where it was cause I was still walking up a hill. Like I was, my heart was still like being trained and stretched and everything, but I had to slow down and there was people around me and it was so like refreshing to not care and and let it matter and just like keep going. And then it also happened when I was like walking, uh, running down like a straight path and not even going uphill, I was running and, my heart rate went too high, so I had to stop and walk. And that's what you have to do, especially if you just started running. To, to run in Zo2, you're either gonna have to go very, very slow or you're gonna have to walk. And that is absolutely fine. You can run, walk, run, walk. It's not an issue. The aim is that the heart rate stays in a certain place. Remember that you're running with a mission and the mission is to keep your heart rate at a certain place. And so it's your duty to fulfill that. It's not your duty to l- care what you look like in front of other people. And just tell yourself that when you slow down in front of someone be like okay they may not know they may think I'm unfit they may think this which they don't by the way but you may think that but actually I am just following my watch here I am doing what the point of the run is and that is to keep my heart rate down so yeah like it it's helped me in that way like not care what other people think again another little point that what zone two training does is it improves your metabolic flexibility and basically you have different energy sources for different types of intensities of exercises now i don't want to go into details because it does include fats and carbs and i don't want to be triggering i don't want to mention certain things and i don't think you need to know that in order to feel like to understand the point um and i personally if you are struggling with that stuff don't even go into it do you know what i mean um but basically your body uses different energy sources sometimes fats sometimes carbs and being able to train your body to use both is so, so good. So not just using one, not just using the other, but both. Because what happens is, is let's say you're on a marathon, like a marathon race, or a marathon run, or a really long run, there will come to a point where you, your body has ran out of carbs, because your body can only use a certain amount, like no, can only store a certain amount. And therefore, if you run for a very long time, it will come out of it, like it won't have the resources for it. And so being able to switch from different energy sources is really good for your body because you can basically use other sources and so you can just keep going for longer so i don't want to go too much into it because i don't want it to be triggering to anyone um but just know that zone two training improves your metabolic flexibility which means you can switch between energy sources which means you can run longer and easier obviously it is in the aerobic zone so anaerobic is like sprinting running faster your heart rate is like popping out, not popping out, what do you mean? You know when your heart is is pumping hard and you can feel it. Whereas zone two cardio is what I'm talking about. Um, It really strengthens your heart and lungs and it's in the aerobic zone. So anaerobic is the faster stuff, aerobic is a little bit of the slower stuff. Now, if it strengthens your heart and lungs, that basically means you have a stronger heart. If you have a stronger heart, your heart can quite physically pump more blood around the body. More blood around the body means you know, firstly, your muscles can get more oxygen, you know, oxygenated blood around the body. Um, Also, it can take away, let's say the byproducts or the waste products um, created when you exercise that potentially make you fatigued. But basically, your body can pump more blood around your body, aka stroke volume. So you have a better stroke volume. What this means is you will be able to reduce your heart rate, which basically means you've got a more efficient heart. So if that's not another reason to kind of try do some of your training at a lower rate because even though you may think, no, but like if I do a faster run, my heart is physically beeping, uh, beeping, <laughs> pumping out my chest, then surely that's how it will get stronger. But r- obviously that helps on some of the runs, but you do need a section where you're doing it at a lower intensity so your heart can get stronger. And, you know, literally like you'll get like a big heart, like you'll be able to pump more blood, which I think is just so cool. <laughs> Now going on to like the other side of things I've talked a lot about easy runs now I'm going to talk about the importance of speed work I know it kind of scares a lot of people and it's a great chance for you to like prove to yourself that you can do hard things but I do want to mention that you don't have to do it either like if you enjoy your runs it's all cool but remember what I said earlier that different paces of running touches on different parts of your body and therefore decreases risk of injury so you know, you could potentially think of something to include or try again. I would potentially try follow a running plan if you're going to do that, but pushing your limits and going on hard runs, speed work will make you fitter and faster. Even if let's say your marathon training, it's really important to do the speed work. Like all marathon training plans will have speed work in. If it doesn't, it's not a good plan. I'll be completely honest with you. And that is just known. That's not Anna's fact. That's like runner's fact. And. Although in the actual race, you will not be potentially sprinting at any points or running fast at any points doing it in your training session basically pushes your limits when you push your limits, your body has to try adapt to that basically making you fitter. So it makes you fitter and there's other little things like improves your flexibility because when you run faster, you have more of a range of motion. So your legs and your like everything is moving at a wider range of motion and so. There's flexibility um, improvements going on within that. And then actually the most important thing about, let's say why you need to do a marathon training is it breaks the monotony of the training and helps avoid the marathon shuffle. So if you do all your runs at the same place, you will actually probably get almost like a plateau in pace and speed because you're continuously running at the same speed. Whereas, taking other sessions and doing a slightly shorter run and running fast, it's going to teach and show your body that you can run in different ways, um, faster ways, and just break up that kind of, that same way that you're always training. And then eventually that will make your slow runs even faster. So that's what I've got to talk about in terms of running, Um, but there are more stuff I want to talk about and it's still alongside like health and fitness and everything um one is the importance of salts i have also recently become obsessed with not obsessed but like i did a lot of research the last week about salts and realizing how important it is and i'm really annoyed that i didn't really know it majority of summer because especially in summer when you're just sweating even more and drinking more water like it's even more important but it's still important even going into winter which is why i'm sharing now The reason why you basically want to add more salt to your diet is one, you lose salt when you sweat. And salt is really, really important for your body. Um, It keeps the muscles hydrated, maintains electrolyte balance, helps muscles contract, um, lots of things. Like you can actually feel quite tired if you don't have enough salts in your body. You can crave like more sugar and more like, yeah, basically more sugar if you're actually like depleted in salts um you could feel dehydrated you could be peeing a lot like if you're peeing a lot there could be two reasons one you're not eating enough carbs two not having enough salts um because they basically help keep the water in the body if you don't have enough salts or carbs they come out the body and so you could be drinking loads of water if you're peeing it all out it's not staying in your body and therefore you're not hydrated now not only do you lose salts through sweat but another reason why I need to add more salt in your diet is drinking plain water can actually dilute your sodium levels. And so I've actually started adding salt to my water um, and not every single bit of water I add, but I have. But basically what I've learned is that too much plain water can actually be bad, especially before a race. If you just have loads of plain water, you're basically diluting the sodium levels because you're adding more water and you're not adding salt alongside it. And so you've got decreased sodium levels and decreased sodium levels can negatively impact your performance. And so things like um, adding salts or having electrolyte tablets can be really, really important. So, you know, ways that I've had it the last like week and stuff, firstly on my meals if it's a savory dish i'll just literally sprinkle a little bit of salt on it um if i have done like a major session and let's say a long run and i come back the first thing that i'm doing is having salt and water so you can either shot it and add like a good like more than just a pinch of like and by by the way the salt that i'm talking about is not plain um like table salt Um, you actually want to be having like rock salt, sea salt vibes because they basically come with a load more other things within them. I say other things like nutrients um, and minerals. Yeah, minerals. Whereas plain salt, I think only has two. Whereas like something like Himalayan has like 84. And you kind of need those other things that are in the salt. So definitely switch to sea salt slash Himalayan salt. Like I literally have like rock salt. Um, Anyways, what I was talking about was adding salt to like a shot glass and you can literally just like swig it back. It's gonna taste of seawater. it's gonna be gross. Another thing that I do if I wanna enjoy it is, and not only enjoy it, but like I actually have the room to take in water because I'll do the shot thing if I don't have, you know when you're, you don't have room to take in a lot of water like you literally feel full, you, you can't chug a whole glass of water. So I'll do the shot. Whereas if I'm literally thirsty after a long run, I'll get a nice big glass of water I'll put my salt in not too too much because i don't want to ridiculously taste it but like a good amount and then i would add squash i love adding raspberry squash it's so yummy and not the sugar free stuff like literally the ones with normal sugar and like it's not bad for you guys it's actually i'd actually say more healthy if you go to like the squash aisle just look for the actual like actual squash i don't know what you call it anyways i add that in there and you're basically having squash and you really can't taste the salt. Like just play around with it, like add a bit of salt. If you can't taste it at all, add a tiny bit more. And then you're like, okay, great. Like that's how much salt I should add because I still can't taste it, but I've put a good amount in. And then I'll let you just like drink that. And it goes down so easy because it's squash. Um, I did put it in my greens the other day, but I kid you not, I put no other flavoring in the greens and it tasted like dirty seawater. Like it was not good. But then I did, I think it was this morning, I did squash. I've started adding like raspberry squash to my greens and it tastes so nice and sweet and I'll put the tiniest sprinkle of salt in. So that's what I've been doing. I'm really interested about electrolyte tablets. I wanna do a little bit more research on what are the best ones and then start having them for, let's say, while I'm running to have in my water or like post session or pre session, um, a little bit more like activity based um, just to keep up these sodium levels. It also helps strength training. So if you're not doing your running or you're not totally convinced, it helps your strength training too because it keeps your muscles hydrated and it actually makes them better to contract. It also apparently gives you a better pump, which is very true because you always know when, you know when you have like a pizza the night before out with like friends um, and it's got like salt and it's got carbs and you have such a good pump the next day at the gym, like it's the salt. Um. So yeah, and by the way, like, restaurant food and like takeout food doesn't typically have sea salt but I don't want anyone to fear it like it literally doesn't matter um but in terms of like purposely adding salt to your diet add rock salt natural salt sea salt um also there's literally nothing like I never overthink when I'm going out about like the salt in meals do you know what I mean you're not having it every single meal so it doesn't matter next thing i want to talk about is matcha now i feel like a changed woman i literally want to cry like it's made me really emotional (laughs) i feel like i've got a new love you guys know how addicted i am to coffee and not really in terms of like i don't think i'm an energetic person without it but just like I feel like I'm always concentrated. I feel like I'm productive. I just love the taste, like it makes me happy. I'm one of those girls that get extremely happy with a little ice drink in their hand and you shake it and it makes that little rattle sound. Like that provides me with happiness. Now, I, the last two days, so Sunday and Monday, I had matcha, because, I had an ice matcha. So I had my coffees in the morning, don't get me wrong. And then I was out in Central and I went to Blank Street, which I love, and I got a little matcha latte, like a blueberry one. And I was like, oh my God, like this actually tastes really good. So it was like my third drink of the day. I had two iced coffees and I had it. And I was like, this is really yummy. And then I was like, wait, I'm gonna try find if there's like a matcha place near me because they don't sell it everywhere. You don't get ice matcha anywhere, but I definitely do think it's become more of like a thing that you can get like at a coffee shop, not every coffee shop. Like it has to be quite like a independent, I don't know. They have it at Blank Street, which is definitely a lot of places in London. Anyways, I found a matcha place, literally a couple of coffee shops down from my typical coffee shop and it tasted so good. And I had it yesterday after coffee. And then today when I woke up, well, last night I decided like, what if you could go a week without coffee and swap it for matcha? Like, let's just try Let's play a little game. Let's make it a fun thing and let's just see if matcha like hits the spot and so today after my gym workout it was actually more of like a mobility session like it wasn't crazy strength training because I'm trying to rest at the moment um I went to the matcha place and I got a matcha and served a nice latte and I like was obsessed with it guys my order is so normally I'm like a regular milk kind of girl like I really do like my regular milk with latte I'm not afraid of cow's milk like I actually think it's really good for you because coffee actually takes away some of the calcium in calcium in your body and so um the cow's milk replaces it that's why coffee is tend like normally served with milk fun fact anyways with matcha I feel like coconut is sweeter and because matcha like it's literally like greens right it's, it's green tea you need some flavor and so I can't quite be just like a regular plain ice latte girl, like I literally like no syrups in this. Whereas with a matcha, I'm like, okay, I need a little bit of something. So I have it with coconut milk because I think coconut milk is sweeter. And I think it goes with matcha. And then I asked for like a little bit of honey and oh my God, it's my new obsession. And I would, so I had the matcha and I was doing like some notes for this podcast, just like writing everything in my head. And then I got a second one straight away and I was like, oh my God, it just tastes so good. I need another one and it was a little bit spenny i won't lie like it was actually like four pound eighty that's a little bit ridiculous but anyways it makes me happy and so i had two matches and i come out of the coffee shop and normally when i do a gym sesh two lattes and like concentrated period so whether that's editing or writing i come out of the coffee shop with a little bit of like quakiness shakiness not feeling too stable and i came out and i was like Whoa, I can feel the effects of the matcha. It's not the fact that it does nothing, it does. It just doesn't give you the shakes. I feel energized. I feel like right on the edge of the shakes. Like I don't feel the shakes, but I feel hyper. Like I'm fueled and that came from the matcha. So basically I'm just really excited because I have a new obsession and I feel like it's gonna, It well matcha's got loads of benefits, which I'm really excited for too. Like I read something that was really good for your skin and we love things that are good for our skin. And so I'm going to try that for a week. I'll let you guys how I'll let you know how it does. Obviously, I'm not going to take coffee completely out of my life. Um, you know, I love going for a little coffee at the weekends. Like there are times where you really want a coffee and I'll have it. But in terms of making myself feel shaky every day, it's not great cuz I do crash and I don't want to crash and I'm really excited to see how today goes. Another thing that I learned actually to do with running and coffee is when you're doing zone two training try not to have caffeine before and it's very interesting because I used to think that I could not do a long run without coffee before so I'd go out my way to go to a coffee shop to get a coffee to then go on a long run but because coffee increases your heart rate slightly well it can have an effect on it it's actually better to do your run without it to keep your heart rate at a lower pace like when you're doing your easy runs because you're more likely to stay in that bracket while training like while going as fast as you can, but I mean that in like a slow way, do you know what I mean? And so that's been another thing, like the last couple of days I've actually, or the last week I've actually not had coffee before my runs. Another thing that's changed this week is since I'm training properly in my running and I'm following my running plan and I'm putting in my effort, my gym sessions have become a lot more like specific and well not specific, but just less volume. And so like, I'm going in with the mission of, I want to grow my muscles and not, I'm trying to work out my body. Like, and I, I I don't know what way that was taken in when I said it, but you know, sometimes I would try like get my heart rate up a little bit more in my workout sessions or like not involve cardio, but just do like potentially more body weight stuff to kind of like increase like the the, your heart rate in your session. Cause I thought it would like make me fitter, but the fact that like I'm doing my running training, like that is where my heart is getting trained. I come to the gym and I'm like, I want my shoulders, biceps and back to grow. And I also train my legs, uh, not a crazy amount, but I do train them because it really helps with running. And so it feels like I'm just a little bit more purposeful in my sessions and I'm, and I'm going there and I don't feel that I have to keep my heart rate up. I don't feel like I need to like do things in between like rest periods. Like I'm literally just trying to grow my muscles i got two more things I want to talk about. Um, One of them is I want you guys to go to like a fitness club. I want you to find a run club. Like these girls run, I would say, is probably my number one recommendation if you are like a beginner runner, let's say you live like in London or Manchester, or I think they have one in Leeds as well. Like, I don't know, they've got a few places where they do it in England. and. they're really safe communities and then there's things like pure sport run clubs which is like I wouldn't say harder but like it is definitely harder than these girls run run if that makes sense anyways you just make friends and like even recently I've been going to like high rocks classes with all my my sporty friends and it's just like I've made them through doing it and now they're like my actual friends and it's just so nice like I you know I've lived in London for two years now and I've only just started making like, okay, I've obviously made friends in during London, but first year I literally like, I didn't make too many like London friends. Obviously this year I told you my whole journey, you know, at the beginning of the year where I was making friends in my area, but now it feels like I'm making friends in London. They're all from different places of London, but we come together and we go and we do a run together or we do a session together. We sweat or we go after a session, we go get food and it just feels like I don't know like I'm really appreciating London right now and kind of like the opportunities and the people that I'm meeting and so that is one of my tips is to go to a fitness club or even like an event like when I like hold my um like Anaracha gym Gymshark events or anything everyone always says like oh my god I thought I was the only one who like liked these things or thought like you know they're potentially called the boring friend or everything like that and then you come together and you got. 50 people in the room that all think that. And you're like, no, you just haven't met each other. Like, there are so many people like you out there, you just don't know. And I was the same growing, like, growing up in like school and stuff. I always thought like, I was always like kind of the sporty kid that really loved like fitness and cooking and just doing things and like wholesome things. And don't get me wrong, I went out and party too, but I never really had friends to like go to the gym with. Like, that's why I tend to like, I've always gymmed with guys more because especially when I was younger, females and young females in the gym was not a thing. And so I was always training with guys whereas now there is definitely more gym girls out there which I absolutely love. But yeah, there's there's people out there, you just need to find them. And it's crazy that like, yeah, I don't know, it's just so nice. Now the last thing I want to talk about is rest because I've talked a lot about activity and when you do activity, rest has to come. Now I have trained quite hard this last week. I'll be quite honest. And it's probably been quite a jump for me in terms of what I normally do. Um, don't get me wrong, I go to the gym most days and I would normally do on average one to three runs. But I, the last month, I haven't really been doing three runs a week. And if I have, they've been very much shorter runs. I haven't been following my running plan. Whereas last week I did all my runs on my running plan. I did the exact distances. I also went to a spinning class and I did high rocks class. So I was very active last week. And this week, when I've woken up in the mornings, I've really understood how important rest is and how you should pace yourself in your journey. And even if you're really, really excited, it reminded me to pace yourself into it. Otherwise you'll get injured or you'll get super tired and you'll get demotivated. The idea is that when you ease yourself into it, you can maintain what you're doing Um, so, if you are at the beginning of your journey or you're getting, you're ramping things up, please, please don't go too extreme. It doesn't normally help you, it doesn't. And even last week when I was doing so much stuff, I felt on top of the world every single day. And I was like, oh my God, I feel amazing. And so I didn't think it affected me, but it was this week when my body's tired and I'm like, okay, fine, I understand. Like I learned it the hard way. But don't get me wrong, It's it was a massive inspiration to what I want my life to look like, I would love to be able to run that much and train that much in a week because it, it honestly fills up my soul. It makes me feel great, but I got to work hard to get there. Like I've got to train to get there and not just make that my lifestyle right now and then not be able to keep up with it for more than a week, if that makes sense. And so, yeah, I've been prioritizing rest a lot and I want to share some things that I do for recovery because if you want to train hard, you got you to gotta recovery hard or you got to recover hard, rest hard, I don't know. So first thing is obviously rest days, like an actual rest day where you don't do more than 10, 15 minutes of intense activity. Like you are quite literally just resting, right? A little bit of walking is great because it moves the body um, and helps things shift a little bit. Other things I do is cold shower. Um, In the winter, I'll have hot baths with salts or even just a hot shower. Um, in the evenings, even if it's in summer, I'll have a warmer shower. Um, it basically makes you more sleepy. Um, things like having my greens and vitamins, I do personally think helps with the recovery because the more vitamins and minerals you have in your body, the better your body is functioning. Um, Another thing I like to add is cordyceps pills. They are basically a type of mushroom um, and they are known to help with recovery. I don't know the most about them. I've just been told quite a lot. And so I bought them and I have them. Um, Another thing is making sure you're getting enough fuel is a really important part of recovery. Proteins, fats and carbs. Please don't be a silly rat. I'm talking to you if you don't have carbs in most of your meals. Like, Like, especially like if you're training, right and you come back and you have a salad what's that gonna do for you honestly have a little bit of carbs please don't be afraid of them please don't avoid them at all and don't get me wrong there'll be times where some of my meals don't have carbs in because it's either what I want to eat in terms of like I just want to eat this and I can't be bothered to make something else and add a carb in or there'll be times where it's convenience but it is not majority of my meals it is almost when it happens it's not all the time. And if I notice that I've had a couple of meals without carbs in my day, um, I make it my mission to get it in because it fuels you, okay? So please don't be a silly poo brain. (sighs) Enough of that. (laughs) Um, Also eating after a workout is really important for recovery. So let's say you go on a long run, don't wait an hour for your food get something in straight away whether that's a post-run smoothie, some fruits, a little bit of yogurt, like literally anything, carbs, absolutely anything, get a little bit of something in and then if you're going to go put on a meal go get a substantial meal in afterwards. Um, Other things I do for recovery is roll my muscles and stretch, so I just have a little foam roller, you know five minutes each day is good, I don't do it five minutes each day, I do five minutes probably twice a week but Now that I'm preaching about how important recovery is and how much I wanna like feel recovered so I can go and smash my runs, I'm gonna be doing that more. Um, I've talked about like a little walk always helps move things around your body. Um, Easy runs are part of recovery too. Like allowing yourself to do the easy runs easy so that you can recover for your harder runs. And then obviously I've talked about salt and water. And the last thing that is very, very important is your sleep. Like if you want to train, you've got to be sleeping well. Consistent is the biggest part. So instead of getting eight hours a night, but it's very inconsistent, it's better to have it consistent, if that makes sense. And the more hours you have before midnight, the better. So like, it's better to go to bed at like 10.30 than it would be 12, even if you woke up at the same time. But obviously you do what you need to do. I know some of my friends and they are just night hours. And they have really big trouble like doing work in the morning, and so they find themselves really productive at night, and so they go to bed later and if that 's what works for them, that 's what works for them um but yeah, so like just making sure that you 're not doing anything too intense in the evening, I found that if I train like whenever on a Thursday, like I do a high rock session, I get back at like nine thirty from the train station i 'm like really awake, like I have to force myself to like have a warm shower and like calm down. Um but yeah like that's just p- putting some notes out on recovery. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I would love to know what you thought about it. Obviously it's a little bit different, but I don't know. I love sharing things that I learn along the way. Um and yeah, I hope you guys have a lovely week. I'm sending you lots and lots of love. Remember my DMs are open, Inside Anna's Mind Instagram you can just brain dump, journal on there, update me. Sometimes I see it, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I reply, sometimes I don't, but it is a place where you can message me. So I'm sending lots and lots of love and I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.